Hello, and welcome to the Pacific Northwest Showdown Podcast. We are your hosts, Michaela and Kate. Hey, everybody. It is season two, episode 12, and we are so glad you decided to join us today. So thank you very much. Yeah, and in this episode, we will be providing you with updates on the Seawolves, the Sounders, the Storm, OL Rain, the Kraken, and the Mariners. Mm -hmm. So be sure to stay tuned for the Showdown Lowdown segment. And who are we going to be joined by later on the podcast? Oh my gosh. Okay, so I'm so excited about this because we've, we've talked about this for a long time, and then we finally asked, and it finally worked out, but we get to have on the show today, Seattle um, DJ extraordinaire for the Seawolves, for the Storm, for the Kraken. It is going to be DJ Trunks. I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Like so, a, like a wiki wiki. Oh, no, I now, I just, now I just killed it. <laughs> I'm sure he's super impressed with our sound effects. That's right. I'm sure sound he will effects. be. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's right. So be sure to listen all the way through the Showdown Lowdown so you can get to our interview or conversation with DJ Trunks. Yes. Showdown Lowdown is coming up next. It is time for the Showdown Lowdown. Showdown Lowdown Holiday Inn. I don't know. I don't know why we need a Holiday Inn for the Showdown Lowdown, but, we, you know, <laughs> if your girl starts acting up, then you get her. But that's not great advice either. So I don't know. I can't really. Maybe it's because Trunks is on the show and I'm getting all the. Kate's bringing all the out all the jams. Getting you all prepared. That's right. He's just, be- he's better with music than me. So, yes. Anyway, let's talk about sports in Seattle. How about that? Can we start with the Seawolves? Can we do that? We can. All right. Well, the Seawolves have had their, f- they will not, they have, they have not had it yet, but they will be having their first preseason match this Sunday. Um, what's that? The fifth, I think. Yeah. The fifth. Yes. Against Sunday, the fifth. American Raptors. And then their second, um, preseason match is going to be on Wednesday against the Seattle Rugby Club. And that's those two are prior to their first regular season match on the 18th, which again is against the New York Ironworkers. So it's a rematch of the championship from last season, which is pretty cool. Um, we had a new addition to the team with Jordan Chait. I don't know if that's how you say it, but I'm guessing. So I'm sorry if it's wrong. Um, who has joined the hunt at the fly half position. He's originally from South Africa and Jordan has great experience to add to the team. Last season, he played for the sharks in the Curry cup, which if you know, rugby apparently is like, you know, a pretty good thing. And it sounds like he's excited to join the team and it should be pretty great to see him out on the pitch. So we are excited about that as well. And if you are just as excited for the season as we are, remember you can still buy full season tickets. Um, there's half season partial packages also available. Um, but trust me, you're going to want to go to every match and it's a really good affordable deal. So I say totally do it. And if you call over there or email over there about that, totally mention that you heard about it on the showdown, the PW showdown podcast. Yeah. Um, let them know that we're sending you that way. Cause we want them to know that we, just love them so much and we want everybody to go see their games so 100 percent, yeah all right the sounders fc they are going to be the first mls team in history to appear in the club world cup that's pretty cool and that will be happening tomorrow Mm. 9 a.m pacific time yeah and that match is against all ollie did i do you think i said that right maybe Ooh. I hope I said that right. Yeah. But this is a result of winning the CONCACAF Champions League title last May. Yeah. I was and wondering if that's why 
this was all happening. So I'm glad that that got cleared up for me. Yes. So the hard part for the Sounders is that it's been like three months since they've played. Yeah, and so true. they're trying to train in between, but this is really kind of their first match that they've played in a while. So mm. uh, just go out there. Really excited to see how this match turns out tomorrow. And uh, go Sounders. Yeah, go Sounders. All right. So let's talk the WNBA, the Seattle Storm. Yes, let's get to the Storm. There's actually quite a bit of news to share here. Yeah. First of all, Brianna Stewart. Yeah. We love you. It's We're true. going to miss you. She has signed with the New York Liberty. Yeah. And she did leave the city of Seattle with a pretty um, heartwarming message. Yeah. And so I'm going to read that here for all of us to, you know, kind of experience together. Sure. So here's the start of Brianna Stewart's message to Seattle. Where do I even begin? I came to the city in 2016 and you have welcomed me with open arms, a city that has helped me come into my own both on and off the court, constantly standing behind our players and organization to advocate and fight for more. This is my home where I've grown up brought my first place, got married, started to raise a family. I am eternally grateful for everything from the city, the organization, the staff, and my teammates. As I close this chapter of my career, I can look back on two WNBA championships, but really what I think about is the relationships and friendships I've built throughout my time here, bonds that cannot be broken. Sue, I really should have wrote this after your retirement, but I'll just put it here now. It's hard for me to imagine anything Seattle-related without you. You've helped me literally since day one, and I know that's not going to stop anytime soon. My idol, my teammate, my PG, my leader, my friend. Thank you for not only setting the bar, but continuing to raise it every moment you can. I will continue to uplift this league as you have. Whew. Okay, so that's just like step one. Yeah, it's the first. Here the we first go. Part. Just a little bit more. Jewel, my dog, we grew up together in this league. We went from being roommates to throwing unlimited lobs in games. Sorry, Sue. To an unstoppable tandem that helped bring the franchise two more titles. I'm so thankful to have you in my corner always. Teammates or not, that's never going to change. Does handshake. To the Storm franchise, the owners, staff, coaches, teammates, and fans. Thank you each. Thank each one of you. Each one of you has been a part of my journey from day one to year eight. Wow, year eight. The Seattle storm is special and everyone knows it. And that starts with the people behind it. Thank you, Seattle. It's not goodbye. Just to see you later. Love Stewie, Marta, Ruby, and Stu. Mm. It's a good letter. Yeah. It's a really it's like it's like I understand it and I um and I get it. I get the reasons, you know, for changing teams and going to New York and all the stuff that everybody else out there has said, but it still doesn't mean you have to be like happy about it fully. Like I can be happy for her, you mm -hmm. know, but I can still be a little sad for us. Of course. Over here. I think that we're sad. Fans. We, we also love Stewie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. But yeah. I'm, I'm excited for this new chapter for her. It's a fresh yeah. one for the city of Seattle. Yeah. There's a lot of things like we couldn't have witnessed a better final season. Yeah. Right? Besides them, maybe yeah. bringing home another championship in Sue's final season. True. I'm True. pretty sure the reason that Brianna Stewart stayed last season was because of Sue Bird. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's like, I yeah. feel that deep to my core. Mm -hmm. And we got to witness that, that final season. It was something really special to witness. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. 
I agree. So on that note, we did also have another Seattle Storm member depart, and that is Stephanie Talbot, who signed with the LA Sparks. Yeah. She was fun to watch. When she she got there, fun. She, she got she got she got some fouls. She 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 had, is aggressive. She did she did some good stuff. Yeah. And if you were if you watched the games at Climate Pledge, like they would do the little the the videos on the the twins of the different things. And often it was like her and Ezzy, like the two Aussies, were like doing some of those science videos and stuff like that. So and fun. They were just it was fun to watch. So yeah. But good luck to her as well. Yes. And then uh so we also had some signings today. Yeah. And so guard Sammy Whitcomb is returning to the storm. Oh, good. Yeah. Whitcomb signed as a free agent with the Seattle storm on February 1st of 2017. And then Mm -hmm. was acquired by the New York Liberty via sign and trade from the Seattle storm on February 10th, 2021. Mm -hmm. But as you might note from the dates, Whitcomb was a member of the storms 2018 and 2020 WNBA championship teams for the storm, which is pretty cool. It's amazing. So another storm champion back with us. And I've seen quite a few happy posts from, Mm -hmm. from storm fans that, that she's coming back to the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So welcome home. Sammy. And we have also signed today um, guard Kia nurse. Mm. And I have a quote from her about how she feels about coming to the Seattle storm. Okay. She says, I'm so excited to join the Seattle Storm family. This is a top tier organization with an incredible fan base and history of success. I can't wait to get to work with my new teammates and coaches and immerse myself in this community. Nice. I'm, I love it when people sound excited, you know, like that's, that's the best. It, it brings the right kind of energy. A hundred percent. You want to know the funny thing? Tell me all about it. Today, it was the announcement of three signings and three guards. It's kind of interesting. So there's also a third guard that the Storm is expected to sign, and that's Arella Garantes. Yeah. Garantes was the 22nd pick in the 2021 WNBA draft by the Los Angeles Sparks. Okay. And so I think people are, they're um, intrigued by these signings. There's some youth there. There's some potential for development and growth and, and people that think, you know what? This is these mm-hmm. are decent signings, and if they can stay healthy and you know, kind of rebound back from yeah. some, some injuries that some of them have had, yeah, that this could be a good team that they're putting together here. And I think, and I would have to totally look into this again because this thought just came into my brain, and I would have to double check. But I think that um, WNBA is kind of like football in the sense that, or like the NFL in the sense that, like you can end up, you can start off with a bigger team, but then at some point before the season you have to like make the cuts down to mm-hmm. the right number for yeah. for 12 or whatever so um it's interesting to see it's interesting to see all of this and to see kind of like what other positions they're going to try to acquire because now if if we have that third signing then we'd have like five people on the roster so far mm-hmm. so at least i was telling Michaela, i was like well at least we have like a starting lineup but i guess if we have three guards i'm not entirely awesome on basketball positions yet but that might be we might be missing a couple spots, but you know, I'm sure they all could help out. So hopefully that goes well. Let's stay with climate pledge though for this and move over to the Kraken or just, you know, slide over, skate over to the Kraken. Um, the Kraken, uh, one, the last two of their three matches prior to the mid season kind of break with the NHL all-star game mm-hmm. that's coming up um, with, they had wins over the Canucks, the blue, ja- sorry, the Vancouver Canucks, the Columbus blue jackets, and they did fall to the Calgary, Calgary flames. I don't know why that word was hard today. Um, so they kind of came up on that break with a good, a, a pretty good, a pretty good win there. So, um, but 
during that same kind of run of games, um, Matty Beniers actually suffered an injury in that match against the Vancouver Canucks. He was blindsided and it, it looked like he had hit his head on the ice. He kind of stayed in for the rest of the game, but then was out the two games after that. And so he had actually been named to the all-star team, but mm-hmm. he was unable to play. Um, he was doing some testing and stuff like that, but it wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have been able to get cleared before, before all that anyway. So he, um, so he had been replaced by uh, Vegas Golden Knight Center, Chandler Stephenson, maybe Stevenson. I'm not sure. Um, Beniers was the only Kraken player to be named to the, um, to the all-star lineup this year. And though the NHL did reach out about another Kraken player to replace him, supposedly, or apparently, um, and it, it ultimately didn't work out. And if you've seen social media stuff, some of the Kraken guys are together, like vacationing during yeah. this time. So yeah. maybe it's one of them. Who knows? Um, the next Kraken matchup is going to be on Tuesday, February 7th against the New York Islanders there, like away. And that kicks off a five-game road trip for them. So they'll be on the road for uh, for a good little stint there. I would love to see them have, you know, t- take it, get all those five games to be wins. I mean, let's do it. Bowie is at the all-star game, by the way. Yeah. There's a big, there was like a big mascot meetup and all the mascots were there and everything. I think I saw them in like a boat. So they're doing all sorts of things. It's him and Gritty have like a thing. And oh yeah. And was, Bowie, there is a video that dropped today. If you follow Bowie on social media or they're cracking on social media, yeah. you need to go watch the video of Bowie. Um, basically there's one chair in the middle of him and another mascot and they're trying to race like basically who can get in the chair first oh, and okay Bowie claimed that title but it was really funny to watch how that actually went down i will have to check that out because i did not see that yet today so i'll have to go find that yeah all right so moving on to the ol rain yeah so right now a lot of the news is really about the u.s women's national team the national teams in general so mm-hmm. we're going to give you a little bit of an update so the U.S. Women's National Team, Canada, Brazil, and Japan will face off later this month in the upcoming She Believes Cup. Okay. And the national teams have announced the rosters for the cup for the most part. And there's seven OL Reign players who are being called up. Wow. So for the U.S. Women's National Team, five OL Reign players were selected for the tournament squad. That is defenders Alana Cook, Sofia Huerta, and Emily Sonnet, and then midfielder Rose Lavelle, and forward Megan Rapino. Okay. And then for Team Canada, Ford, Jordan, Hutima, and midfielder Quinn were called in for the pre-tournament camp. And so their roster for Canada is going to be solidified closer to the tournament start date of February 16th. Okay. So they have a little bit of a pre-camp to determine what they want their final roster to be. Yeah. There is also still no NWSL season scheduled as dropped to this point, which is kind of a wow. concern because yeah. matches are supposed to start in March. So yeah, yeah, and it's February officially now. So you know, it sounds like there's some conflicts with FIFA dates and international duties and club mm. schedules. So that stuff is still trying to be figured out. But um, yeah, that's hard. People like every day I'm seeing more and more posts being like, "Where's this NWSL schedule?" Well, and especially in a sport where you're trying to grow the attendance and you're trying to grow the love of the sport and everything like that, it makes it hard for people to plan. Like, if you're gonna buy season tickets or if you're gonna buy, you know, if you want to go to games you kind of have to know when they are so is it going to potentially make it where it's harder for people i mean probably for the rain maybe not because they do have pretty good attendance so i'm guessing people are gonna want to do all that but yeah i would think that i would think that the teams um that the nwsl would be really pushing for for that schedule to get worked out so that they can kind of get moving on that so that's good stuff there 
hopefully it comes together. Um, the Mariners are the last team that we have to talk about today or that we get to talk about today. So um, Dylan Moore and the Seattle Mariners did agree on a three-year $8.875 million extension. Um, Moore had a um, 0.368 um, on-base percentage and also played seven different positions in 22. Yeah. So that's... That's a very handy. He's all a really kind good of utility player. He has enough. He has speed. Um, he's he's he has a good glove. He, yeah, he's able to fill in where they need him. Like if there's injuries that happen, he's really just good to step in and and yeah. fill in where needed. Yeah. And so I really do like this signing to yeah. bring him back. It's nice to have players that are versatile. I mean, because you never know how things are gonna play out in a game or with with people and all that kind of stuff. So well, and you need people that can't like whether they're playing infield or outfield, like yeah. those are totally different positions and what you're expecting and how you're throwing the ball and yeah. how far and all that stuff. Like if you're not, if you're a utility player, you're not doing the exact same repetition of that same position ever, you know, day sure. in and day out. Sure. And practices the way some of those like yeah. core positions are. So you need people like Dylan Moore on a team that can kind of fill in where needed. Well, that's good. I'm glad that, I'm glad that that was a solid signing. I know people are looking forward to more of that for the more. Mariners. More, oh, of that. Uh, more of that for the Mariners. Yeah. So there we go. Well, cool. So that is the showdown lowdown. And coming up next is going to be our interview with DJ Trunks. So please stay tuned because you're totally going to want to check that out. All right. We are excited yep. to be here mm -hmm. with our very special guest, Seattle Sports DJ for the Seawolves, the Kraken, and the Seattle Storm, Yep, DJ Trunks. Thank Yay. you for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be on this. You guys are awesome. Oh, well, thanks. Well, thank you. That's so nice. <laughs> Not mad about it. So let's start off with the question that we always love to ask people, which is, what has been your favorite part about living in the Pacific Northwest? Oh, um, the teriyaki. Teriyaki has been amazing. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. And it's yeah. on every, it's on every corner. I can't help myself. I'm usually, by the time I get home, I've spent $25 usually. Um, on mm -hmm. top of it. So it's, it's, uh, it's made me lazy when it comes to being at home cooking. Cause there's just so many teriyaki places. And that's kind of, that's always been my thing. Mm -hmm. So what, what's your go-to dish then? Do you like, are you somebody that goes to the same thing every time or do you like to switch, switch it up? up? I'm so boring. I am so boring. It's the same thing every time. I might switch it up between like chicken yeah. and meat or something like that, but I don't mm -hmm. step outside the boundaries too much. Like mm -hmm. I'm the guy at the restaurant, like I'll order those chicken fingers at the fancy restaurant. So like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of boring with it to be honest, but it's all good. <laughs> That's Michaela too. It's okay. Look, if I find something that I like, I stick to it. Mm -hmm. I'm never disappointed. Right. So I'm fine with that. Kate's a little bit more like I'm always like an adventurer in that, I like, in that world. I like the same things and I'll order the same things, but I'm also like, okay, well they have this. Let's try that and see what happens, you know? Cause if it's not great, Michaela always has something really good. I can like steal from her. So it's true. I'm allergic to so many different foods. So like when mm -hmm. I find something that I can't eat, I'm just, I'm just there with it. That makes sense. Wait, yeah. you're, you're allergic to chocolate, right? Yeah. Chocolate, uh, um, yeah. chocolate, eggs, 
um, peanut butter, chili powder, um, fish. I can't eat fish. That sucks. Oh, uh, yeah. Especially wow. up here. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so, yeah, anything in that category I can't have. I'm like, no. I can see why teriyaki is like a safe bet. Yeah. Yeah, teriyaki burgers and chicken strips are all <laughs> safe bets and wings oh, and stuff like that. So, donuts. Yeah. Donuts. Donuts are great out here. That's a Kate go-to donuts. for, th- like, if she's having a day, get Kate some donuts. Yeah, she'll be fine. Everything's better with donuts. So, you know, we know you for being the DJ for all these Seattle sporting events. Mm-hmm. But outside of DJing, what are some hobbies that you engage in? Like, what do you do when there's a whole week off of cracking hockey and you get some time back after it's been a lot of DJing at Climate Pledge? What are you doing on your free time? Um, free time. Well, well, because of the kiddos, there's not really too much of it. Like when, as soon as I get out of the games and stuff like that, I go into full dad mode again. Like I'm in dad mode all the time, but just, you know, school and there's, I got to take them here and do that. But and when they're not there, I'm sitting down playing video games. I'm not going to lie to you. Like I'm playing video games. I'm working on music, getting stuff together for the next few round of cracking games or thinking ahead towards the storm season, what I want to do, practicing. I'm always practicing at home. So it doesn't really turn off too much. Um, I haven't had a real opportunity to like vacation and go places. I guess other hobbies would be like, I like to bowl. I like to play pool. Um, uh-huh. I like to ride dirt bikes, but I have, don't have one up here yet. I got to buy one. Um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's finding new food places. I haven't, there's a lot of Seattle discovery I haven't done yet. Like I haven't had a chance to see a lot of things out here. So that's kind of going to be my objective now when there's uh, weeks when there's no games. That's a good goal. That's a great plan. Yeah. So you haven't made it up to the Space Needle yet. I think I saw you share that. We went up. It was my first time. Um, gosh, a couple of weeks back. Yeah. In December. In December. I was so scared. The amount of CBD I took just before I went up there, like. <laughs> but it was not nearly as bad as I thought. Like, no. Look, my five-year-old little sister. She was a champ. She she was bold and she, she was, was courageous. And like, I can't be showed up by. A five-year-old. That's yeah. just not a thing that can happen. <laughs> so I grew the cojones. And I, oh. <laughs> I went up. Surprising. And uh, yeah, not that anybody wants to know that. But um, yeah, it's worth going up there. It is. It's a great time. So if you if you get the chance. And the I kids will. would probably like it too. So the kids would love it. You go to Mount Rainier at some point too. I want to go out yeah. there. I'm just, yeah. a, I just always had that luck will like it'll erupt like when I get there, you know, that's always kind of been my my thing, you know, mm-hmm. and I'll be driving and there'll be an earthquake. I'm just like, it's probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a serious concern. Yeah. Uh, it can happen. You never know. Well, okay. So you shared a really great photo of you and your son on social media today. And so it just, begs us to ask what is your favorite part about being a dad um probably like reliving all the stuff that i that made me happy as a kid mm-hmm. the whole process again like introducing them to like all the things that made me happy and then all of a sudden they're into it too so it's like yeah. my oldest one i introduced them to like sonic the hedgehog and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff my favorite guys growing up and they have way cooler movies than we had when we were kids. They have like the updated great little special. Yeah. 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 But, um, <laughs> you know, it's uh so that's that's been fun reliving all that kind of stuff and having fun with it. It I is like kind of it's like the yeah. nostalgia behind mm-hmm. it, right? You're like, cool, like I'm totally fine doing this because it's also something that I just want to relive myself. 
Yeah. And your kids are like, this is great. Yeah. yeah. I'm like that guy that like, if I know a fun part of the movie's coming up and I've seen it and you haven't seen, it, I'm kind of just like, look over at you. <laughs> yeah. I'm just watching. <laughs> wait you for their reaction. Like, I'm always like that with them. Just like, oh, they can't wait till they see this. Like, you know. <laughs> I love that. I think that's a fun thing. Like, so she has a little sister. I have a niece who's like, they're like about the same age. And that's kind of the fun thing with us for them too, is just getting to see how they're experiencing the things. Although, you know, I kind of wish my niece would want to do a little bit more of the stuff I want to do, but she's a little bit of a different person than me. And that's okay. She's allowed to be her own person and that's fine. So Anyway, I've watched those videos <laughs> online that show like parents filming their child yeah. watching like monumental moments in yeah. these movies that are like, so the Lion King, for instance, the moment Mufasa has the unfortunate luck of dying. Yeah. And if that's a spoiler for anybody, like that's you're 20 years too late. That's your own fault. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so parents like filming their kids in that moment, <laughs> so watching that happen, either that or when this could be a super spoiler. Darth Vader admits that he's Luke's father and the kids wow. are you just see the kids reaction. You just, you just, you and just, it's just ruined like, that for so. <laughs> Did I ruin that for you? Please don't tell me I ruined that for you. I, I've never. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. I've seen, I've seen all oh, of them. For some reason I just missed that part of it. Oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. No, no, he's messing with me. I'm messing with you. Yeah, oh I'm thank sure. God. Oh my sure. God. I'm gullible. You'll get me, man. You, you'll get me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So speaking on video games, you mentioned that you like to do that. Mm-hmm. Mario Kart's a thing, but like if there was go-to video games from like growing up, if you played growing up to now, what would you recommend to people to play? Um. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 and um, Super Smash Brothers, mm-hmm. uh, GoldenEye, mm-hmm. Mario Kart, and um, Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. Nice. She's into that. Nice. Yeah, that's, those are my go-tos. And, oh, and, you know, Grand Theft Auto if you have a bad day. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've played all the Grand Theft Auto games. It's- she has. I no, wanted a new one out, but I know that they just keep... The thing is, I can't do the online version of Grand Theft Auto because, I don't know, I just... Anytime I have gone into the online version, I just have my ass handed to me real quick. Oh, and yeah. so I'd rather just play through, like, the actual game, um, no, not online, <laughs> through that story. So that's a good one. Zelda, for me, was, like, a, has been a massive one for me growing yeah. up. I love Zelda, um, The Legend of Zelda, and... Oh, that. Red Dead Redemption too. Mm. Oh yeah, I love those big open world kind of games where you can kind of yeah. do what you want to do. So it's it's fun. It's real good. I'm the video game navigator at this point in my life, where I just help point things out and all that. So I don't get to play as much. But we I need those people in life, though. We need those. That's right. Do. Yeah, I'm like, like oh, every superhero needs a person in the chair to let them know where the crime is. Like you have to be that person. That's right. That's right. Um, so. Okay, as a DJ, you have probably listened to a jillion and a half songs and have like tons that you like and probably some that you don't maybe as much. But if you had to or got to create a soundtrack for your life, what are some of the songs that would be on it? Ooh, um, there was this one song that DJ Khaled had back in the day called We Taking Over. And it's like, we taking over one city at a time. Remember, it was, it was like mm-hmm. a while back. So I put that mm-hmm. on there. I've moved from a different couple cities 
doing the same, not the same thing, but DJing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be one on there. Um, Candy Rain. Um, so good. Yeah, that song just always puts me in a good mood and brings me back to like nostalgia and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of um, something that's more current that, um, well, you know, not really current. Like all my stuff, like when I'm in the when I'm in the car, like I really don't listen to too many things that are like past 2019. Like I'm so nostalgia, like thousands, mm-hmm. 90s, 80s, all that kind of stuff, rock, hip hop and everything like that. So most of my songs would be in that genre. Oh, you know what? Outcast, uh, the way you move. That would be. Oh, that's ooh, a good one. That's a good song. That'd probably be number one on my on my playlist. Cause oh wow, been that's great. Kicking it off that way. Yeah, I do like that because so I'm like that's the, the tone. I don't know why, but I'm like the kind of person that like when I'm driving down the road and maybe it's watching too many TV shows because there's always a soundtrack to whatever TV show and in between moments and reality shows or whatever. And I'm just like, what song would be playing right now as I'm driving? Oh, like if it like, was your own, what was would a somebody show about be you? A, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think about that and I'm just like, what would I? What would be on? Anyways, right yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sitting on a bus, looking out a window, like what song's playing right now? Some sweet instrumental or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, there's some great instrumentals. I catch myself listening to just straight lo-fi beats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's a good vibe. For it sure. Is. For sure. Okay. So you mentioned that you've moved around quite a bit DJing throughout your career. Mm-hmm. You've done lots of different kinds of events. Um, is there any place that have stood out to you as one of your favorite places to dj or an event that you did no matter like it could be anywhere anytime what's the one that stands out to you is like that was a really fun cool moment um let's see probably my first really fun cool moment was um i was living in la at the time and i booked this gig at the hollywood roosevelt hotel for Mm travis scott party and um, one of the DJs I was supposed to go on didn't show. So they pushed me back closer to like right before the headliner. And this is like my first, like one of my first real big gigs. And we had like 1,100 people there. It's a huge pool party. And people, it's just a whole bunch of madness going on. You can only imagine Travis Scott, Hollywood. Like, it's yeah. Just yeah. And so I got up there and, um, you know, I did a great job. I messed up. But nobody could tell that I messed up because I disguised, I disguised it so much. I just kept putting my hands up like, yeah, this is what I'm trying yeah, to do. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I brought it back and the party turned out well. Really, really great. And then um, afterwards, uh, I ended up getting a, a residency there. Um, so I was able to play there every Saturday night for like the next like two years after that. Wow. Party. So, um, so, yeah, that was probably my cool, cool moment with that. And then probably a place. Um I mean, it's hard. I mean, I'm sorry, but I got to keep going back to Client Pledge Arena. Like, I kind of like, yeah. there's, you, can't, you can't top it. I don't know. There's no been in, no no place that I've done that I can top wow. it. Maybe, maybe before that, um, there was this house in Malibu that we used to throw parties at. That was really nice. Uh, I was always a big fan of house parties growing up. Mm-hmm. Most fun had were at house parties. But uh, yeah. So Client Pledge Arena, there's no topping that. I can't figure anything out. That's impressive. Yeah. Well, and, and when you, when you DJ there, you're kind of in different locations depending on like which team is playing. So for the storm, you're kind of over on the side in the club section. And then for the Kraken, you're kind of up on the end. Like is one of those places, do you enjoy DJing from more or better? 
Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll be like really honest about this. Like it's, it's, it's hard to be like, it's hard to DJ up that high. Mm-hmm. I'm at the cracking games because I can't, I really can't hear what's going on. Yeah. It's, it's, so to answer your question for the storm, I like where I'm at a way better because I can see what I'm doing. I can hear what I'm doing. And like when yeah. I mix live, I can, I can offset things with my ears. Like I'm so used to being able to have one headphone off and listen to what's going on in the club and have my other ear on to hear what I'm doing so I can match what's going mm-hmm. on. It sounds right. But when you're all the way up there, you can't really hear and do that. And then also, you know, for the Kraken being all the way up there, it's, it's kind of, I, I miss the, the human interaction. Mm-hmm. Like I was always, it's always easier for me to do my job when I can tell like, Oh, you're moving your feet. You're, you're clapping your hands. You're stomping a little bit. Cause you know, if, if they don't put you on the jumbotron during the game, I don't know if you're having a good time or not. Cause I can't. <laughs> That's a good point. And yeah. at the storm games, you got a pretty good uh, view of the court there too. Right. Right. So I've been, I've been asking them to try to get me some kind of DJ booth set up. You know how they have, uh, they have Benny draw bars down there where you can, you know, play the, the, the organ and stuff. I'm trying to get them to get me set up somewhere down there like that for next yeah. year. So I can always do my best. I'm always trying to do my best, but I always know that, you know, if I'm able to hear and see uh-huh. the two key elements of being a DJ. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it'd be cool. That's a, yeah. that's a really good point though. It Cause is. yeah, I don't think I would have thought about it from that perspective. So yeah, that's good to know. So based off of like the sporting yeah. events that you do. So again, Seawolves, Storm, Kraken, do, does your playlist change based off of the sport it is? Like, do you feel like there's different vibes to those sports that you need to cater to? Yeah. Well, see with the Seawolves and, um, the Kraken it's kind of it's there are similar vibes like I can hop in and out of those playlists um, a lot because mm-hmm. you know, there's there's pretty in similarities between the two you know yeah. but with the hard hitting and all that kind of stuff and the rock and roll and things like that yeah and I rarely go into my storm playlist at Kraken games because the storm okay. players like before the storm season I got text messages on my Instagram from storm players hey this is what we, I heard you coming this is what we want to hear and it's usually like really current hip-hop current yeah music, like some you know you know all the music on on youtube all that kind of stuff so i know that usually wouldn't fly too much at cracking games mm-hmm. storm playlist is usually really separated but the the cracking and seawolf stuff i can kind of bounce here and out of if i want to 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 match them because this is kind of a similar vibe that's actually really cool to hear. That yeah. That's like, because you then are having different experiences depending on what team you're also DJing for and your your yeah. experience with them and how you interact with players. I don't know. the. I assume that it would be really different based off of the hiring or the staff or the crew. Mm-hmm. So has that been like a super different experience depending on what team, especially like, let's say for the storm and the crack and it's the same venue, but is it a different staff and team you're working with for those, for those games? Yeah, it's the, the interaction between the two have been, have been different. I mean, for the Kraken, I've been hit up by a player or two about certain songs and some of the songs that are, are heard at the games and in warmups and things are stuff that players requested. They've, they've, I've been approached about getting in the room with players more for the Kraken and talking to them mm-hmm. kind of one-on-one and really getting down to like, hey, what you want to hear? Because a lot of the time before, you know, initially I was approached by you know one or two of the players. I um, you know, I'm I'm playing what I think you want to hear. Yeah. What I've seen and what and when I've gone to games, things like that. And I mean, 
granted, it's been it's been going well, and I'm thankful for that. But it's always easier for me to know what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never been the guy being like, "Hey, don't send me a request." Now, don't come up to ask me the same song 15 times. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> or like or don't or, yeah. you see me setting up, and you have a song request. Let me like give me a few songs. I might play it. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, knowing what the players want to hear, it always works. And then that was made it not easy, but easier for me with the storm season. And even with the sea wolves, like I had some players come up, Hey, you mind playing such and such from Drake when we do this and do that? Yeah, sure, bro. I got you. Like that makes it easier for me. Mm-hmm. But um, wow. I've always been the guy that's really good at telling stories. So I kind of do my best to match the story of what's going on with the songs that are being played. Yeah. That's so cool. That's, I and I feel like I kind of get that sense because I feel like depending on like which teams would play like first this because we were at the, so many of the storm games you know I feel like depending on which teams would come the music would be kind of different depending on like who it was or who was there or whatever and I don't know maybe that was just me but it yeah. felt like it felt like it was intentional <laughs> so overall yeah. um, speaking of different teams. She's so Pete's. The news broke today about Brianna Stewart and how she's signing with the New York Liberty. And mm-hmm. so with Superbird's retirement and how all of that went last year and now with other players departing, like do you expect there to be a different energy at Climate Pledge during Storm Games? Have you thought about that yet? Um, you know, I don't think there'll be a I think well, it's kind of hard not for there to be a certain difference a little bit mm-hmm. when, when favorite players, like real favorite players go to different teams. I mean, there's still, I feel like some players that are sticking around that people love to see, but um, it does kind of look like might go into rebuild mode a little bit. Mm -hmm. But um, regardless of the fact, I think it's still a really strong team and the fan base has been there like from the get go. Mm -hmm. Respect where these players are going, respect the retirement, respect her going, you know, back home, New York. So it's uh, the fan base that I've experienced when I was here have been so nice and accepting of what's going on around them and just been cheering the team on regardless of what's happening. So um, regardless if it's them or whoever's, you know, playing basketball on the, on the floor, I'm sure the energy is going to be amazing. Like it always is mm-hmm. and still going for championships, regardless of who's playing basketball. You have to, that's yep. the thing. And the True. one thing that we like to highlight too, number one, they still have Jewel Lloyd, Mercedes Russell. Oh my gosh, Those so two glad. are the two that we know for sure are on the roster. So happy about it. Um, but we like to discuss how the WNBA only has 12 teams and there's 12 roster spots per team. So yeah. there's a lot of really great talent out there. You think about all these collegiate basketball players, these women that don't necessarily always have that chance to be able to start on an, a WNBA team or make a roster spot because yeah. there's people that have come before them that hold those spots for quite a while. Sue Bird, it was <laughs> 20 yeah. years. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm expecting and hoping to have like this – a whole lot of youth coming in that are talented and hungry and fast be great. Um, so I'm interested to see kind of how the storm retool and the fact that like, I completely trust the decisions they're going to make through the draft too and how they select. I mean, they drafted Sue bird, which was obviously years ago, but jewel Lloyd, Brianna Stewart, they know the talent they, yeah. they can, they can retool. And I think that that's going to be good, but yep. I was curious to know if, if that would change the energy of how you have to approach it as a DJ, getting these, these fans hyped up. Well, I think we just, just keep hitting them hard. Great music's great music. And they will always be there. And, you know, championship teams do championship things. Like they'll figure it out. We'll get, we'll get there again. Uh 
it's just um just a, a different puzzle pieces you know yep exactly it's true it's true so which fan base between the kraken storm and sea wolves is most likely to dance and get into music at a game Mm. Um, mm, uh, mm-hmm. mm. putting you on the spot <laughs> you know uh wow it's, it's so hard i keep getting visions of different people dancing at both, at both events and i can't bail on this question i want to give you an answer um Okay. How do I? Okay. So. Oh. It was a good question. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I put you on the I, spot. I know. This is a great question. I'm, I'm trying to think myself. I think it's just it, the energy is so different. Like cracking games way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then, you know, when I'm playing music, when there's storm games, people are up like it's a club. Like they're, they're doing that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of two different. It's two different styles. I will say that. Yeah. I'll say cracking. Okay. okay. I'll say cracking. Cracking games get they they're popping. People have so much fun, and there's always tons of energy. The the whole production, all that kind, of, it's amazing. Yeah. So I've uh, I'll go up cracking on that one. And but Storm is not far behind. It's definitely a one A and one B in my mind when it comes to that. <laughs> yeah, very close. Very, very close. close second. All right. So then, what is the song that gets people up and dancing? Like, if there's if as a DJ, there's mm-hmm. a there's a song that you're just like that is typically the one that most people will get up and dance to. What is that song? Um, oh, yeah. I, I definitely have a folder of, like, go-tos in case of emergency. Like, there's, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you got to pick it up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, for some reason, everybody loves Poison. Like, that old Poison. Yeah. Yeah, out of my mind. Mm-hmm. That song comes mm-hmm. on, people go start dancing. That one and 24 Karat Magic seem to just be those two. Oh, yeah. People just, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, just lift your spirits up. So, um, yeah. yeah. And mostly in that category, it seems to fall into like early '90s hip hop R and B type, yeah. just the fast pace moving kind of kind of stuff like that. And I mean, I always love it when you put on like "Eye to Eye" from. Oh right, yeah. That's that's um. It's good. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um. Okay. So, if you had no, if you got to pick um one of these people i'm gonna go air quotes people as your co-dj for the night would you go with rucky the seawolf buoy or doppler and we're not trying to get you in trouble because <laughs> we know that you probably love them all equally but <laughs> if one of them got to be your co-dj who would you go with they have different personalities i mean this that and, can be testing the water and there so i'm different curious. appendages as well they do you know rucky has fins but he could spin a record i don't know well, based based off of Bowie coming up in the music booth a few times and <laughs> coming up there and hanging out, and I I gotta give it, I gotta give it to Bowie, man. Bowie right. Bowie's great, yeah. I have to give it to Bowie, one hundred percent. I mean, look, Rocky's great, Doppler's great, totally, totally. Uh, but Bowie has so much so much swag. He's he's yeah, he's I gotta give it to him. I he's a person where like. Or like the Bowie side person where I would like go to the bathroom and be like, yo, you got it? Yeah. And that's that's the kind of level I'm at with Bowie. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> that's pretty that's cool. Trust. 
That is. Because Bowie's got some attitude. Bowie is fun. Bowie's new and just like has has just taken the scene and like embraced embraced all no of apologies yeah. unapologetic troll yeah Bowie, you see this you know i love you you know I love yeah you. we'll make sure Bowie knows yeah, Bowie will know it's all very positive okay very so positive. last question for you so we can honor your time um will you be djing for the seawolves first preseason match this sunday the fifth at starfire are you gonna be there um i'm honestly i won't i won't be there no we'll miss you though we'll be thinking about you we're we're trying to work it out with the schedule for for this season with the seawolves i think i have um a a game or two coming up but Mm -hmm. um, schedule this season was so lined up with the cracking games too where it's like i it's i kind of have to play by by ear that's so hard for you i bet like that's like how do you manage that like oh yeah that's tough yeah, I mean, right. luckily though, the Kraken, Kraken, and Storm play in the same building, so that's that was where that oh. always would work out. So yeah. that's, I'm very happy about that. And then eventually, when the Sonics come back, they'll be in the same building. So yeah, speak it into existence. That's right. That's right. It's gonna happen. Move up there. Just move my stuff. Just yeah. Just <laughs> they, they have an in-house DJ assigned to Climate Pledge. There's right. really no need for anybody else no. to be in that space. This Not is, at all. I can sleep in the Space Needle Lounge. I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of comfy up there. It looks, so yeah, it's kind of, yeah, yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. Well, we're glad that you're going to be maybe at least at a few of those. Yeah, because good to see you. So we'll put some requests in. Yeah, like do that. Have the tech. The I'll message you Twitter and say, "Hey, for something. Yeah. Can you put this on repeat for me." For <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, you know I got and you over and over again. I'm always there for you guys. We appreciate we love it. it. We love it. Well, we just want to thank you for your time yes. for joining us on the podcast for this episode. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Always good to chat with you all. Yeah. All right. Go Seawolves, go Kraken, and go Storm. Well, this brings us to the end of the Pacific Northwest Showdown, yeah. Season 2, Episode 12. Yeah. We just want to say thank you again to DJ Trunks for joining us on this episode. For sure. Please check out a Seawolves, a Kraken, a Storm game. You're going to hear him playing in the booth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm he ex- loves people. Um, the requests. The requests. Stuff. You can just tweet at him, you know, and be like, that's a good way for him to know what you want to hear too, probably. I mean, 100%. I'm, sh- I'm sure he would think that was fine. Yeah. Politely tweet at him. Yeah. Don't demandingly do it. Or ask him to play it on repeat as we learn. That's right. That's not his favorite. So, um, Kate, where can they find us on social media? Well, Michaela, thanks for asking. Um, we are over on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're at PNW Showdown on all those platforms. We're also on YouTube, which we're working on trying to put things on there for. And the interview with DJ Drunks will be uploaded there as well. So you can, if you want to watch us talk to him versus just listen to us talk to him, you can do that um, over there. And thanks to those of you that have been sharing the podcast. It's pretty cool to see where it's all being listened to and everything like that with the analytics and things. So that's that's really great. And we really appreciate it. And if you have a chance to give it a rating, leave it a review, that kind of stuff that really helps out for other people being able to find the podcast. And we would love for more of you, um, CFAM, yes. Showdown Squad um, listeners out there to, to be a part of all this. So thanks so much for tuning in. We really do appreciate it. Yeah. And remember to always take care of your heart and mind above all else. Until next time.
Marvel moment, Marvel moment, Marvel moment, Marvel moment. Hi, Michaela. Do you like how I use my like hands in that moment? Like you were like, very, con- yeah, I was like, wow, this is a very conductory sort of thing right now. I was feeling like flashbacks to, no, I was feeling flashbacks to like the high school musical tryouts and stuff like that, that, you know, it was fine. It was good. <laughs> None of that was traumatizing. Um, anyway, <laughs> so we each only have one dad joke. Yeah. One dad joke today. We're keeping it short, short and sweet. sweet, but you know what? If you have a dad joke that you love, that you would love to be featured on the podcast in Ooh, our Marvel send moment, it our way. please send it, um, in like a direct message or whatever, um, through social media or, you know, I guess you could email us on our website or something like that. If you wanted to do that, you could do that too. So if you have a dad joke, dad joke to share, please, please share it. We love dad jokes. All right, Kate, do you want to kick it off? Sure. What do you call a watch on a belt? Or a belt with a watch on it. I think it would work either way. With a watch on it. Uh, what? A waste of time. Oh, wow. Maybe it would be a belt with a watch on it, not a watch with a belt. That'd be different. I ruined You're joke. making me think too hard now. I mean, now I'm like, I don't know. It gets, uh, yes, it was a great joke. Ta-da. Okay, <laughs> your turn. <laughs> okay. Why did the coach go to the bank? Why did the coach go to the bank? Um, probably something, I'm, something with withdrawal some kind of deposit things you do at a bank get a loan i don't know what did, what did he do what was the coach there for to get their quarterback oh the quarterback you could also say that with a nickelback yes you could you could because that's a that's a money related sports thing as well it is and now that i've overanalyzed that dad joke <laughs> leave it to kate we, that's me but that's just who i am that's okay it is well thanks everybody Yes. Thank you for listening to the Pacific Northwest Showdown podcast, season two, episode 12. Have a great, lovely day, night, whatever time you're listening to this. Yeah. Have a good one.